I'm uh, going to talk UCP leadership for a bit here. The slow motion leadership review continues within the UCP. Um, we're meant to know the results May 18th. So you still have almost three weeks before we're actually going to know the results of this mail-in leadership review. We were Originally, the plan was we would have found out April 9th. That would be the end of it, right? So uh, we're already well past that. And we've still got a ways to go. But eventually, we will find out one way or another. Um, but in the meantime, it's more time to campaign both for and against Jason Kenney's leadership. Now, there is a steady stream, I don't know if you've noticed, of good news announcements coming out of the legislature. Social media, press conferences, we've got ministers all the time talking about primarily the economy and how things are going in Alberta and and on and on. Things are great, things are great, things are great. Um, There's also a steady stream of criticism of his leadership from within his own caucus. That's where he continues to take the most grief. Um, this week, Peter Guthrie, who is the UCP MLA for Airdrie Cochrane, took to Facebook to take aim at Kenny. He's, of course, uh, UCP MLA within caucus, one of several now who has publicly come out and criticized Jason Kenny for his leadership. He focused not on the decision so much as the leadership style. So to break this down, we're going to chat with Lori Williams now. Uh, we've talked to Lori many times, of course. She is a associate professor and student advisor in the Department of Economics, Justice, and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University. Lori, thanks for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Well, it's great to be with you, Shane. Now, we all know Kenny, of course, has all kinds of critics within his caucus, and there's been a bunch of issues that have caused the tension, and it's come and gone. But Guthrie is saying, you know, the issues are the issues, but ultimately it's not the decisions that Kenny has made that have caused him all the problems here. It's his leadership style that, that's pushed things to this point. Is that your take of, of what Guthrie had to say? I don't think there's any question. I mean, it's a bit ironic that Jason Kenney is saying that he's the only one who can unify the party and lead them into victory in the next election when he's got a number of people who've worked very closely with him, you know, former, former allies and supporters who are saying that this this bullying or intimidating uh, uh, top-down kind of leadership is dividing the party. And, of course, it's not surprising that divide the party, given that a, a significant mem- number of members of the party, and certainly a number of the MLAs, are former Wild Rose Party folks who are, are very supportive of grassroots democracy. They keep pointing to the grassroots guarantee that Jason Kenney made uh, in the 2019 election, and and I'm saying that the exact opposite is is occurring. But it's not just that he's gone back on that promise. It's not just that there are divisions coming about as a result of this style of leadership. It's that this is a very um, unusual way for a leader to behave. It doesn't tend to work uh, in businesses, and it certainly doesn't tend to work in politics. We don't see this because of its ineffectiveness. It's interesting, though, because I think there's a school of thought, and I've always thought that part of Jason Kenney's problem um, that got him into this mess, specifically around COVID, but some other issues as well, is trying to be all things to all people, trying to not go too far one way or the other when, you know, a clean, decisive decision may have benefited him more um, than trying to, you know, appease both sides of that argument that seems to have got him stuck in the middle with nowhere to go. Well, I don't think it's just trying to please um, all people. He's trying to hold together a party that is profoundly divided. There are many, many differences within this party and personal animosities within this party. So there are folks that are libertarian, folks that are social conservatives. Those are both sort of the wild rose roots, and they don't particularly get along with one another just to start with. But there are differences between the further those who are further to right, those who are further yeah. who are more moderate, fiscal conservatives. Um, it's it's there are a lot of fractures within the party, and and it's 
you know, it's not, it's, it's like trying to bring two, together two sort of similar parties close together on the ideological spectrum, but have really profound disagreements. And so it's natural that there are going to be those tensions. We're seeing them at the federal level as well. It takes a very talented leader to be able to manage those, those divisions. And uh, dictatorial leadership styles tend not to work very well because those who have those disagreements are going to, going to uh, break off, as we're seeing. In his Facebook post, um, Guthrie mentions a social media post from a government staffer calling some of the critics within caucus clowns. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, from the beginning, I've been shocked by some of the social media behavior by, by some of the government staffers. Maybe it's a little yeah. more pointed, a little sharper now that the stakes are higher during this leadership review. But that, that kind of attack on social media is nothing new. Why do you think Guthrie decided to bring it up now? Well, I mean, he's saying it's been happening all along. I think probably what's happening is the divisions are just deepening, and I think there's a sense that um, that perhaps there's weakness uh, at the leadership level or just that there's an opportunity here. Yeah. People are thinking about who they want to be the leader, and he feels he has to come out and say, we are not going to succeed with this man as our leader. We need to find someone else who can lead us. And, and the polls support that. Jason Kenney saying he's the only one who can be successful against the NDP, and yet polls show that Brian Jean would be more successful against the NDP at this stage of the game. That one argument that Jason Kenney had, that he wins and that, that uh, Brian Jean lost against Rachel Notley, um, that gets just blown out of the water by the fact that the polls are saying that, Jay, that Brian Jean has a better chance than he does of defeating the NDP. Um, can we read into this? I know I'm getting a text from somebody, you know, says, my opinion with these critics is that they're getting worried. They're probably seeing evidence or hearing from voters that they're going in the direction to keep Kenny in. And if he gets in, it won't look good on them. People saying the attacks from his, you know, government supporters and all the positive news stories. He's worried. I mean, should we be reading into this or just wait for the results? Does anybody really know where this is going to fall on May 18th? Well, I think I think the I mean, it may be just bravado on the part of the premier, but it looks like he thinks he's going to win. And the problem with that is that he's got a number of people that have formerly worked with him who are saying that they don't trust the process. They're looking back to 2017 and the uh, not only unethical, but potentially illegal things that happened in 2017. And they're concerned that, that this will not be a fair process either. So, so even if Jason Kenney wins... There are a lot of people, uh, and we're talking about people that were former loyalists, former supporters, Mm -hmm. journalists like Rick Bell, who's saying that that, that this is like the old PCs in terms of corruption and elitism and arrogance and insensitivity to the needs of the the sort of everyday folks. Uh, Former campaign managers in that leadership uh, um, race, former uh, communications staffers, I mean, it's the list of people who are saying exactly the same thing about the leadership of this party um, is growing. And it's people that used to work with Jason Kenney who no longer have faith in his ability to lead or to govern. Yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating. We've got a couple more weeks to go. Laurie, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, Shane. Always chat. nice chatting with you. You bet. That's Laurie Williams, Associate Professor and Student Advisor in the Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies at Mount Royal University. And yeah, we won't know the outcome of this until May 18th. And I guess, I guess it looks like 50% plus one will be enough. Uh, in Jason Kenney's mind to stay on, getting a text from some listeners saying, you know, if he doesn't get 70% plus, this will just continue. The division, you know, you, if you're going to try and put this to rest and move on as a united party, 50% plus one won't do it. So I, will this resolve the situation? I don't know. Interesting text from Scott. He says, Shay, you say Kenny's too dictatorial, and then you say he tries to please all, which is it? Well, 
Scott, I didn't say he's too dictatorial. I, I, I didn't say that. That's what his critics within the caucus are saying. To me, um, and like I'm not in the caucus room, so I don't know what the leadership style is from Jason Kenney. And, you know, I, I think he has made uh, some statements recently that if he maintains the leadership once this is over and done, he's going to do things differently after this review is finished. He has said he'll he'll put an end to the division. If, if you can't be united, you can't get along, and you can't support the leader, and you can't support the party, he has actually said you may need to find somewhere else to go. You won't be welcome within his party. He has said that. He's, so I think he's, he's making it clear that this has to be the end of the infighting, one way or another. What I say, he seems to please everyone. That's, I think, the mess that he got himself into. And I watch for this in politics all the time, um, because if a politician goes out to try and please everybody, it's well known, you'll end up pleasing nobody. And I think that's exactly what happened with Jason Kinney when it came to COVID-19 policy. He, he wanted to do some things uh, in terms of restrictions or whatever the case may be, but he knew the harshest criticism and the biggest risk to his leadership wasn't going to come from anywhere except within his own party. And we've seen how it's fallen apart and it's all over the COVID restrictions and the arguing about those, which now is being tied into his leadership style and on and on it goes. So when I say trying to please everybody. That's what I'm talking about. The decisions he's made around COVID, where he could have come out and said, this is what we're doing, end of story, boom. Because what he did was he called it a soft touch on public restrictions. Well, that got him in big trouble from a lot of Albertans, from the opposition, on and on it went. But at the same time, there were still restrictions, and that got him in a lot of trouble with um, the people that really didn't want restrictions who were within his own party. So he tried to walk the line, and it's tough. I don't know if any politician anywhere... Um, had a good go of COVID-19. I really and truly don't. It's an impossible situation. Um, would it have been better to just say, this is what we're doing? Damn the torpedoes, damn the criticism, say what you need to say. This is what we are going to do as a province. And I don't know. But now we'll find out. May 18th.